What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. We are a community of people who believe in intentional, purposeful living. I'm going to jump right into today's podcast. As you can see, it is a lengthy episode, but I promise you, you want to listen to the end. You do not want to miss anything. And on this episode, I am foregoing all of the other segments that I normally have. You know, I have the pop out of the week. I also have the pop tip, which I promise you, you will not miss it because this episode has so much wealth. Um, the one thing that I will say is that I I have a free tool that I would love to give to you. So if you could go on to Instagram um, at Progress on Purpose Podcast, that is our page at Progress on Purpose Podcast, the link to download the free daily intentions planner is in the bio. So head right over there and you can download that for free. I do want to take this time to introduce to you Mr. Sharif James. He is this week's guest on our show. He is someone who I know personally, but I promise you, you're going to want to know him too after this episode. CEO, life coach, mentor, speaker, real estate developer, and author, Mr. Sharif A. James is a true-to-life rose that grew from concrete who came from humble yet challenging beginnings in the city of Newark, New Jersey. Born into dire poverty and turbulent family dysfunction, Mr. James' early life was plagued by lack, limited education, transience, abandonment, substance abuse, and incarceration. And yet, as both God and fate would have it, Sharif used each obstacle, every door that life seemingly closed on him to develop a true champion spirit and to both determine and forge his own path. Created as Mr. James' brainchild, Mission Entertainment was formed over 20 years ago for the purpose of providing the tri-state area with an adult nightlife experience. I was not interested in just throwing parties, as Sharif states. I wanted to give people an unforgettable experience. My goal was to change the culture of urban nightlife. And for the past two decades, under the courageous and capable leadership of Mr. James, he and his talented team have far exceeded that goal. Sharif James was New Jersey's first African-American to produce urban adult nightlife experiences at a grand scale and in posh fashion. Featured at New Jersey's most reputable entertainment venues. The Mission Entertainment Organization is responsible for producing well over 200 urban nightlife events set in premier locales such as the New Jersey Performing Arts Center, the Prudential Center, MetLife Stadium, and Revel Casino. Ladies and gentlemen, you are truly in for a treat today. Without further ado, I present to you Mr. Sharif A. James. Hello, Mr. Sharif James. Welcome to the Progress on Purpose podcast. I am so excited that you are able to join us today. It brings me so much pleasure to have you. You know that you are my mentor. I tell you this all the time. But what people don't um, realize is that you've been so much more to me than that. Um, You have been a big brother to me slash a father figure to me. And I know that may have shocked you the last time that I told you that, but I met you at a time when I was coming into adulthood. And so 
I'm grateful that you were a man of integrity. You were a man who already knew what um, purpose you were walking in. And when I met you and started working for you, you were able to cultivate, um, you were able to cultivate things in me that I couldn't see in myself. Um, you would put me in different roles to have me figure out like where I would be best. And you, when I made mistakes, you would give me books. You would have conversations with me to help me to grow in the areas that I needed to grow in. And so I really, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you so much for being the person that you are, the person that you show up every single day. And I know everyone who's listening who already knows you and the people that don't know you, but trust me, after this interview, they're going to be hitting up your Instagram. <laughs> they're going to be hitting up your Facebook because you are one of those people in this earth who you have so much to give. You have so much to share. God has put so much inside of you and and it, knowing a little bit about your history, I know that's why you had to fight so hard. But all things have worked together because the person that you are now, you would never have been had it not been for the experience that you had. And um, one of the first things I want to talk about is, you know, how you got started. But we're going to jump. We're going to jump into it. Um, but, yeah, thank you. Thank you for being available to have this conversation. I know you're a busy man. You have a lot going on. You're a father, you're an author, you're a real estate investor and a CEO of your own company. So you got a lot going on, but I appreciate you. I appreciate you and the world is going to appreciate you um, even the more after today's episode. So welcome. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there you go with these emotions. Come on. <laughs> But let me say, in first and foremost, it is my pleasure to not only make myself available, but the day that you reached out and said, Mr. James, here's what I'm doing. I'm looking, I'm like, yes. And it's just uh, evidence of the growth that I saw. What was this, 2008? I think you came on board. Was it about 2008, Michelle? Yes. Right. Two, talking about, yeah, 2008 going to 2009. And... I just got to say, I thank you. I thank you from carrying that the lessons, never giving up on you, um, being open to coaching, guidance, recognizing spirit, and just being able to blossom. God has been, his grace and mercy has been so in your favor. Um, I just say, I'm honored to be, I'm, you don't know, I'm like ecstatic because I remember 10 years ago, we was just grinding and you just went so fast. I just see like boom, boom, house, marry, and you, you just blossom with your businesses, the scarves, the your creative side. So I thank you. I thank you for all the help you've been in the role you have played in my business and your loyalty. You can't even put a price on that. They need to know how loyal to you have been and who you are as a person and you don't know there's many times i have a lot of conversations i still talk about you that um there's no other michelle <laughs> now it's hardy it's not Scipio's. it's hardy now <laughs> and, and you're the one and only man so i i appreciate you i thank you um i'm glad to be here let's rock let's give them some some value let's change lives you know we've always been through that we've always expressed that the best we can through what we was doing in, in the past. And we got some other things we're cooking up. Yeah, so 
I love you. Proud you. of you. So excited. Let's go. Let's pull. Let's keep this thing going. Yes, Let's get yes. it. So I'm sure people want to know because um, we just sat here and celebrated each other for yes, um, the absolutely. Last few um, people, I know they want to hear like how you got started because I shared a little bit of, uh, about you know how you went from trial to triumph. But can you tell us how you got started? How do you get to from where you came from to the place that you are now? Well, um, it's, it's, it's broad, but I, you know, the, the podcast probably don't have enough time for me to go into all the chapters of the life <laughs> yeah. and bringing me up. But, you know, the, the bottom line is we all, Michelle, including you, myself, we have these moments and these, these windows in life where they're dark and they're heavy and um, we face a lot of challenges. And in those moments, you're defined. And I say that because through my upbringing, uh, being a young man, unfortunately, we was always unstable in terms of where we live. Like I never had a house more than probably a year due to the fact that my father, unfortunately, was on drugs real bad. So he was like real inconsistent in his obligations and him being on drugs, unfortunately, robbed him from being the man that God designed him to be. And sometimes I battle with the bitterness and I battle with being angry, but then I put it in perspective. I realized he was a, a victim of an epidemic, and unfortunately, he just was end up on that side. And he was my dad. Um, lost my mother. She died of a cancerous cyst uh, of her cancerous. Unfortunately, she was only thirty six. I think thirty six years old. Nineteen eighty nine. Um, was eighteen going to nineteen, and that was a heavy, heavy blow. And we all know when you know moms. She's like the real gatekeeper of your life, your biggest cheerleader. She's the most valuable piece, in my opinion, on your board of life. And when you lose that, you like you you have down already. Um, the, the odds is against you because who else works in your interest? And then not having pops, only thing I have left is aunties and uncles, and they're living their lives. They all jumped in from time to time, but it wasn't that consistency that allowed a grooming and the development that a young man needs. I did not have that. So not having that forced me to actually figure it out or be dead and stay in jail. And unfortunately, I had my moments on the streets growing up in Vellsburg, New Jersey, going to school, um, was Vellsburg and Westside, and um, just being exposed. You know, I was in an era where Drugs was very, very, very rampant, and street life was the way to go. It was a culture, and it just got a, a part of me. And unfortunately, it set me back. Um, I met my my wife, which is my best friend now, twenty seven years. I'm gonna give a clap for that right yes. now. That you know, that's that a blessing, right there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I um, met her going in late ninety two, going to ninety three. My daughter was just born. She was about going on one, and that was tough because here I am, a father not really knowing how to father, um, have a young lady that's my friend. And I think one of the, the biggest assets that we had and why we bond so well, because we became best friends in the early stages. Um, and that was a blessing at that time, because I had someone that I can talk to, despite that I was broke, um, outdoors, um, didn't have a place to live, Michelle. A lot of people didn't know that. I don't talk about it that much, but it was my reality not having an income, um, not staying in school, in and out of class, and just not being consistent because I was unstable mm -hmm. and trying to make it, trying to figure it out. Um, there was a time I got an apartment, I hustled up a couple of dollars, 
Next thing you know, my sisters were dropped off to me. They were babies. They was in a young teens. I had to take care of them. I had my daughter and my lady. And you're talking about no support, no money. And it was rough. Um, eventually, I figured it out. I ground my way. Um, did some time for a minute. Came home. And from that point, I never looked back. And I knew, I knew that God made me more than just to dissolve on the street. I knew that he gave me something that not only that my family needed, but the planet can use or a piece of the planet can use. So I listened to that. And that's one of the things I encourage to individuals. You have to pay attention to the voice, that positive voice, that voice that speaks to your spirit, that speaks to your growth and development. In spite of what you're dealing with, your current circumstances are not a permanent position. And it's easier said than done. But what other mindset to have? Any other mindset, you're gonna revolt. Re, you're gonna you're gonna go right back into a downward spiral. And I'm gonna be honest with you. This is God's grace. When you say, "How did I get started?" It's it's me feeding, re-educate myself, uh, a lot of reading, a lot of hope, a lot of persistence navigating my way through. I used to shrug on people's shoulders and like, yo, help me. I need help. And being humble. I never forget, and this is a true story, um, before my son was born, I think my daughter was like three years old, and I was really struggling really bad. I mean, it was rough. And I, I, I was going to Essex County trying to continue my education, and um, I saw a, a banner, and it said um, Young Fathers Program. And I looked at it, and I was waiting for one of the counselors to come out. And I was like, young father's program. I was like, I'm young and I'm a father. And I, I took the number, I wrote it down. I called them, made an appointment. I showed up. And it was three um, gentlemen there that were dedicated to young fathers. And that program made a difference in my life. Because there were three men that, Mr. Baker, Mr. Deli, Mr. Belly, um, Dion, and then Mr. Dixon, yes. And... Um, they were they were there. They were like the coach in a corner um, as I fight life. And they they gave me encouragement, which was needed at that time. And that's all. Sometimes you just need a little bit. Sometimes when you fighting, you just need someone to say, you got this. Like, you got it. Regardless of the pain you're feeling, regardless of the blows you're taking, you tapped out. It just takes somebody to believe in you. And that was the law of being proactive. That was the law of saying, look, there's hope. Regardless of what I'm going through, there's a possibility, and I need to be open and keep my eyes open for information, uh, uh, contacts, being hungry, and that and that took conditioning. That didn't I didn't just wake up and think that it was it's possible because all the negative things I've seen in my life and experienced what I've been through, unfortunately, as a young man coming up with my parents and losing my mother at a young age and losing my father spiritually, not physically, but I lost him spiritually and emotionally. And that's like a loss to me because you're not really there. You're there physically, but you're not there to pour and protect. You're not there to God, show me principles and, and give me the things that's necessary to evolve into the man that God gave me. So you're not on your job. So far as I'm concerned, you're not there. It's okay, but that was the reality of it. So I had to even, I figure out how to plug and tap in to a source that would feed me strength and give me some know-how and help me tap into my gifts and my talents to use them or just die, fade to black, go to jail. That was it. And those, that other plan wasn't an option for me. 
I'm not going to jail. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not dying on the streets. I'm, I'm going to make it. And, and that was attitude. And I ground my way, you know, and eventually get a job, jump into sales, end up working at Maple Gardens, which was a, a big turning point for me. They gave me a shot, became the top salesperson there. I was inspired at that point to do real estate. Me and Moan, um, I found the Mission Entertainment actually in 1996 is when the company was actually found. And, you know, we decided that we want to do, you know, water rides and uh, amusement parts and wanted to give entertainment. I read this book. Uh, never forget it was called uh, Prison of Prosperity. Never forget it changed my life when I was in prison. It was me, again, seeking to, to do better and to figure out uh how can I learn what I don't know? How can I educate me? And it gave me some ideas. And I came home and was like, look, Moan, this is what I want to do. Um, I want to give trips. I want to give bus rides. I want to entertain people. I think this is my personality. So that was me matching my personality, matching my interests with an idea, and then understanding what did I need to do business-wise to make that reality. So that's how Mission was actually born, out of that energy and just to serve people and being a, a people person at that particular time anyway. I'm still a people person to a degree. Um, we'll talk about that, the balance of a people person and being a leader, an effective leader. That's a real conversation. But yeah, so, you know, working at Maple Gardens, I was inspired. Um, it's a $36 million renovation there. And I'm watching them, you know, flip these apartments around. Red Rich Dad, Poor Dad, which was a very instrumental book. Let me just tell you the books that really made, there was three books that made a real difference. Yes, real, real difference. And this is, everybody hear about the book, but I'm going I'm to just tell you why. You know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I didn't even read that. When I read um, Robert Kiyosaki, Kiyosaki book. It was called um, The Guide to Invest in Rich, Investing with the Rich Doing in the Poor and Middle Class Don't. That was my first book. Mm -hmm. And that gave me a paradigm shift immediately. And it just really talked about, bottom line, the importance of assets. And it gave you education on how the American system is set up and why it's not set up for you to win. And once you understand that and then understand how you take and re-divert, re-point your energy and switch your thoughts and start thinking like how rich people think, thinking how successful people think or doing what rich people do or people with money. And I'm going to say rich, not just a whole lot of money, just to, to individuals that's, that's striving to be in a better economic financial position, understanding what the laws, the practices and the habits were. Once you un you, you're interested in that, your mind is going to go and guide yourself to all that information. So I read that book. Um, another book that was very, very, this book was first. It was called Think and Grow Rich, But a Black Choice by Dennis Kimbrough. Mm. You got Think and Grow Rich, then you had Think and Grow Rich, a Black Choice. That was powerful because it specifically focused on African-Americans that had multi-million dollar businesses. Mm. Black enterprise was very um, instrumental to me. Why, Michelle? Because Again, it highlighted multi-million dollar companies and that as African-Americans, we can have more than just a mom and pop store on a corner. Not that that's a bad thing, but that there was a bigger play that we can have a position. And when I saw that, I'm like, this is like an aha moment because, you know, coming from the streets, coming from a family, it's not like we, I came from money and Everybody in my family is wealthy. I mean, I had some aunties and uncles that was, you know, doing their thing. And they, they, they pretty much had good stories. God bless the dead. They all kind of passed away right now. Still have a few aunts that's, that's up and running. And I love them to death for their support throughout the years. But at the end of the day, it was reading these African-American books that focused on African-Americans and prosperity. 
period. And, you know, I did not for nothing. Um, I saw a, a magazine called Uptown Magazine. I'll never forget it. Puff was on it. He was 22 years old. He had a little hat. Can't go broke down to the side. And it was like multimillionaire. And I'm like, what? How's he 22 years old as a millionaire? Like, how's that even possible? Mm-hmm. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, yo, this, this, he, he can't be more talented than me. Like, and I started reading and, you know, he was, he was, he was, he was a hustler. He was a grinder. You know, you're talking about, you know, producing music, working for um, the label and pulling all artists together. And actually, a lot of people know Mission Entertainment was actually a management company first. We actually, I used to manage artists at that particular time. And there's reasons why I backed out of that and started getting into events or getting into bus rides. So that's really where the humble beginnings start, um, taking the pain, taking the pressure and making it a platform for me to prosper and to be able to move in a, in a, in a spirit of purpose. Um, and it's still be a read to find now. Because as life goes, Michelle, and as things change, as you evolve, um, you get clearer on, uh, you start understanding why things happen, why did they happen, and your wisdom start kicking in if you allow it. And you just start kind of redefining your life with a real, real focus. So that's how I would say the entrepreneur spirit kicked in. Uh, so I've done a few other things that didn't work out. <laughs> don't, you know, a lot of people see the, the success of my company or any company and don't realize that failure is right behind that. There was a lot of shortcomings. There was a lot of failures and uh, just things that did not go right behind the scenes. And um, being an entrepreneur with resolve, conditioning, um, refusing to quit, being committed to adapting and adjusting being committed to getting the education that was necessary, um, meeting the contacts that were needed, kept me in the game. And obviously me having hope and vision pulled me. So, and I was born for the game. I, I always know that. I knew I was born for it. You um, can I, hear it in, in everything that you say. You can hear it. It oozes out of you. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, so so that, you know, it's it's a lot of more pieces, but that's, that's the humble beginning. It just came from struggle. And, and being at a place of, you know, really not knowing if I was going to live or not, if I was going to even make it and um, being determined and having that faith, but putting the work behind the faith, Michelle, mm-hmm. um, coming up with a plan and working that plan, work. I'm talking about working it, working it with limited resources, limited resources. Uh, it didn't matter who didn't agree. I agree, period. And you've seen you. You watch me behind the scenes how I, I put it on my shoulder and I go, let's go. And, and it's on and popping. So that's just the way um, I, th- I think the struggle breeded that character, you know, coming from that jungle and learning how to survive and then just developing some professional skills. That was very, very important too, because I came from the street. So not from the street, but, I, you know, develop a lot of habits from the street. So I had to really develop some professional skills to balance out, you know, the street smarts. And, and put a, a, a blend in there that allows me to be a little sharper as I build my brand and um, grow my company, if that makes sense. Oh, it makes a whole lot of sense. I'm sitting here just thinking about how, um, like you said, you carry the um, business on your back 
when we would be in the office, we would have people coming in to buy tickets for the event. You would be out in the street selling tickets. You would be back in the office doing back office stuff. You would be the person um, who pulled the team together, made sure that we were um, on track. You'd watch the numbers. You were the accountant. You were, <laughs> I mean, you did it all. You were in sales. You were. You did the marketing. You and so when people came to our events, because I know everyone listening is like, what, what, what kind of events were these? First of all, let me tell you about the the um, type of events that Mission Entertainment, by way of the CEO Sharif James and his partners, put together. Listen, you're talking about bringing over two thousand people, young working professionals of mainly African-American descent into a party environment that was one, safe, two, you were guaranteed to have an amazing experience, three, the room was filled with people that you could network with, people that you could start businesses with. There were people who literally have told us they've started partnerships and, and businesses just by meeting people in the room. And these right. these parties were not at some rinky-dink hall. We're talking about MetLife Stadium and the New Jersey Performing Arts Center. And so you talked about how you came from the street, and and that just reminds me how so many people try to, you know, I mean, there are a lot of people who are like you who, um, you know, come from humble beginnings and they they work their behinds off to right. bring that idea to fruition. But there are also another core set of people that this this um, that we we still need to reach who have those same beginnings, but they don't have or they lack the drive, the, the sure. mentality, the professionalism, the, just the condition, the, mindset, the, yeah, the conditioning. <laughs> Very yes, important. Yes, to be able to um, to be able to put themselves in a in a, even in a place where they could think about having the vision to be able to execute, and then you just operated in such a um, a spirit of it was like a lion like you were like listen <laughs> you I mean you didn't yeah. take no for an answer, and I've seen that side of you where you are both a meek. But you're also both the lion too, and no doubt. it's that that balance, that balance right. that you have that you can go into the street and be like, "Yo, you know, we need this. This is how much we need to sell. This is how much we need to be make this a uh, success." And so you would right. go into the salons, you would go into uh, different businesses and sell your tickets. But you could also have a commun have a, a conversation with the people in the boardrooms of some of these multi million dollar companies, and then. Oh, I'm going to tell you business because peop, they would still write you letters. I've seen the letters from CEOs from these companies write you telling right. you, hey, I want you to come back again and again. Not because you're big, not just because you're bringing them business, but it's you're pulling together an entire market that they have been trying to reach for years. And so right. the very things that you you went through shaped your entire um, it shaped your life so that you can you could fill that niche. And so okay. I know you, you give gl glory to God and you, you, um, I know you do, <laughs> Absolutely. It, but it's also just so important to recognize how you could have taken the same, you, you had, you had a choice to make and you talk right. about this. You had a choice to make. Do I be, do I just accept my circumstances or do I take them and do I run with them and create an, uh, something that's not just great for me and my family, but you have impacted the lives of so many right. people. Right. 
Right, thank you. And let me let me jump in and add to that, yeah. Michelle. Uh, and what a lot of people don't know, and I so appreciate your perspective and you just you know you know reflecting that, is that mission came out of me being on a mission. Yeah. And and a lot of people don't know that came from me really being at a point at a crossroad in my life where I said I have to create a path for me. Yeah. Period. Um, and, and developing the skills, developing the tools that were necessary. And I still was probably at 60, 70%. There was still a lot of things I did not know or habits I needed that would probably gave me a little more edge. But what the, where the blessing came in at, um, me saying yes, me committing, it was never just about the party. It was, I, I literally sat back and said to myself, I want to change the urban, specifically at that time, nightlife, you know, things started moving to, you know, we started having events in the day, but at that time, nightlife, mm -hmm. and I wanted to change the experience that folks had. I wanted to have this prof professional culture. I started it with a mission with values. And this is why when people did go on a trip, so they went and, you know, the trip sometimes got a little wild, you know, we're going away to drinking and stuff. But at the end of the day, there's not one person couldn't say that they didn't feel the professional organization dealing with me specifically or folks in my organization and understanding that we wasn't just a party group. We wasn't just some promoters that was just trying to throw a party and make a dollar. Right. Um, not Don't knock no one as, you know, using events to make money, but that just wasn't my objective. Mm -hmm. And it was money was never the objective. It was about building something that never existed and being proud that we was the first African-American or Americans organization that was the, the brought programming, dance programming specifically to NJ Pat. It was one of the reasons why they invited me on their board. We were the first after MetLife Stadium, as you mentioned before, to throw um, an event that I know of record, even Revel before it left um, in terms of indoors. So we've we proud ourselves on innovation. We proud ourselves on taking risks. We proud ourselves on giving folks an experience. But I say all that to say this. These were just principles. Mm. These are principles that I've learned. These are principles that I study. These are principles that say success, prosperity, earning money, doesn't it doesn't have a, a color, it doesn't have a color barrier, it's not about your religion. It's about the principles that you execute, believe in, and activate. And that's all people saw from me. They saw me representing what I felt, what was inside me. And let's be very clear, couldn't do it without a strong team. Big shout out to all those that been on that journey. Yes. You know, Sporty D, you know, yes, my right Sporty. hand, yes. side by side. Everyone that came and gone that's still there. Some that went off and they're doing their own thing and events. Some I'm doing other businesses that's been inspired by the movement. So I give nothing but love and, and and big appreciation to all those that sold tickets. You know, rather you sold one ticket yeah. or you sold 100 tickets. I thank them for that. Because yeah. without that uh, support and uh, appreciation, Mission wouldn't have been here. So I, I definitely recognize all the contribution um, throughout the country, those that travel far and wide to come to our events. But here's what got birthed out of that. Something more important, something more meaningful than that is the the impact that was made on people's lives um, through the process. Rather you was an attendee, rather you worked with us or for us, um, the, the, the positive impact, the inspiration that came out of the culture 
of our movement. And so important, I want to drop this real quick, is when you building a brand and you building a company, one of the things that you have to establish is a culture, period. And a culture separates you. A culture gives your brand a, a stronger position because it says who you are and you represent that in all that you do. And that was something that we was able to execute that made a difference, that we was able to introduce a culture. Here's what we stand for. Here's what we don't. Don't get me wrong. As the numbers grew and as we started scaling, there was times it was hard to manage that. It was very difficult to manage culture because you're dealing with a bunch of emotions and you're dealing with folks that have all different type of expectations. But we did our best to put that into practice. So, um, yes, it's, it's been amazing. Uh, I guess we had tapped into it before we get off this uh, podcast that we are not done. We got some magic that we got some stuff. Hey, so listen, we got some stuff, but we'll get there. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna speed that up. Let's we go. I'll, I'll follow your lead on this one. <laughs> no, that is, listen, we all just got a little, a branded one-on-one, like build a culture. And that is so key. A lot of people today, and we could even have this conversation, like a lot of people today are trying to just jump out and do things without, Absolutely. without considering that right. you got to build a culture. You have to, you Absolutely. Have, whatever you stand for, it's going to come out some way or another. And one of the reasons why you were so successful, as I'm sure we can imagine and hear, is because you took everything that you were, you put it into the business and you built a culture. 1,000%. And you could, yeah. you could get with the people that you were selling tickets with. You could get with the people that, you know, and they believed in you. And I've heard, I read somewhere, heard it, that um, people don't buy from you because, just simply because you're selling a product that they like. They buy from you because they believe in you. So Absolutely. And when you sell something, you're selling you first. Absolutely. So, yeah, Absolutely. That's good. That's really, really good. Yeah, and, and here's the thing, Michelle, just to add, and I, and I know you want to jump into another question. It is imperative. And part of the reasons why um, we don't understand that, because we don't seek the mentorship. And I had a mentor. One of my mentors, I did. I was blessed. And right now today, uh, Miss Karen Davis, she, she uh, was a, like a mom to me. And she used to take me to her kitchen table, and she taught me the first rule of supply and demand. And this is when my first ski trip, which is in 1998. And she would go, and I'm going to share this with everybody. She said, I was like, I'm ordering five, seven buses. I was very enthused and overconfident. And I'm like, look, I could do this. Everybody want to go away. And if I put it out there, they're going to respond. And this is the first law of marketing, understanding supply and demand, understanding your market, understanding their economics or where they stand in terms of spending power and just really allowing you to prove your product, to prove your service. And to give them the experience of your brand and your service and let the organic demand happens. So the first law that I've learned is you don't go and get four or five buses. Go get one bus, sell that bus out, work very, very hard to give them that experience, perfect it and master it. And then humans are going to do what they do. They're going to talk. They're going to talk. And as they talk, they're going to transfer that experience to others that actually want that experience. And when they want that experience, it gets contagious. And before you know it, organic growth start happening. You don't have to force it. You don't have to rush the big. Allow it to grow. So my first bus ride, I ordered like seven buses. I'll never forget. I had to call a company and say, I don't need them other six. I already got 40 <laughs> people going because I didn't understand it at that time. Mm -hmm. So that was something that I, I took pride in taking my time. We started in a two-bedroom apartment. 
which was about 12, 12 people. And then I think we went to the Marlowe's and the rest was history. And we started doing trips and everything. But I will say this real quickly, Michelle. There's so many lessons that came out of that. We're going to try to our best to squeeze some of that stuff out today and give the audience some of the life lessons and the business lessons. Um, and, and that came from squeezing out of failure, coming out, you know, unmet expectations. And there's times that we scratched our head if we was even going to, to continue um, the mission brand and the movement because of the challenges. Um, and this was early in the you know, mid 2000s, 2010. We was hit with a lot of challenges as we grew. But wisdom came out of that. I told my wife day before yes, and I'm like, man, I got to cash out on a lot of those lessons. Those lessons were good. Yeah. And if, if, if I stop now, I lose all that equity. There's mm -hmm. equity in your pain. There's equity mm -hmm. in your life lessons. You got to cash that out. How do you do that? You apply those lessons. You learn from them. You take it on the chin. You ask yourself, what did you need to know? You learn what you need to know. You do what you have to do to mitigate uh, and put processes and procedures and whatever you got to do to make sure that that lesson doesn't come back and repeat itself. Because if it come back and repeat itself, it could be the lesson that wipe you out. So lessons are, are not bad. Mistakes are not always bad. There's two types of mistakes. You got the mistakes that teach you something and you have the mistake that can cost you the game. And the one that costs you the game, you need to avoid those. You need to avoid those. The ones that you learn from, embrace those. Those are the ones that are going to shape you, shape your wisdom, shape your discipline, it's going to shape your judgment. You'll be sharper, quicker, and you'll be able to make the decisive decisions that you need to progress your business, your brand, or your movement. Rather, it's nonprofit or profit. It doesn't matter. And I want to say this real quick, Michelle. Um, even though we talk about culture, but culture is breeded from leadership. Mm. It's breeded from leadership. So when you say, well, how do I establish a culture? Invest back into your leadership. Invest back into you. All starts with you. True story. Every event, I will go to Barnes and Noble at the end of the event. So let's say we have an event. The next day, that Sunday, I'm at Barnes and Noble buying a book. That's what I did. I didn't go buy myself clothes. I didn't go out and spend no money because I think I just came. You know, we did well. I went to Barnes and Noble because I knew I learned and went through some pain or some struggle, and I wanted to fix it, and I wanted to learn what. I did not know. And I did that for years. I would just go to Barnes and Bible because I knew at the end of the day, I had to continue to be committed to ongoing education, period. Very important. Very important. Your whole, your whole brand, your whole, your whole movement and what you intend to do is contingent on your development and personal leadership, period. You have to have private victories before you can have public victories. Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of the Highly sex Successful People. Very good book. It's a it's a it's an all-time great. It's one of the books I read 10 years ago, probably longer than that. And again, me being interested in what are the principles, what are the things I need to know, because I was serious about success. You got to get serious about it. Say that. You got to get <laughs> you got to get serious. You got to be serious about winning, not at all costs. You got to do it with a balance of integrity and a balance of character. But you got to get serious. You got to get serious. 
So therefore, you know, I was just talking to my daughter and I said, yo, you want to change your life, change your values, you change your standards. Your life changes tomorrow. Change your values, change your standards. Your life changes tomorrow. Why? Because your behavior is governed from your values. Your decisions is governed from your beliefs. Your, it, your standards, what you accept, what you don't accept. So if you get to a place and a lot, think about it. When the last time, you know, we sat down or someone sat down and go, what are my values? Everybody was talking about what they want out of life. Mm. Screw what you want. Get what you need so when you get what you want, your wants sit on top of your needs, which is your foundation. What's missing from you? Addressing your issues. We all have issues. One of the things I want to talk about is clearing your trash bag, just like we do on a computer. What's inside you right now that's blocking you from being bold? What is sabotaging your action? A lot of times we're carrying bitterness. We're carrying stuff in the past. We're carrying pain, loss that we cannot get over it. These are things that we need to recognize because if we don't recognize that we got these issues, whatever they are, all you're going to do is even move at a slow rate or you're going to revert and set right back and not realizing what caused it because you haven't peeled the layers back to address what's going on in your brain, what's going on in your heart, what's going on in your spirit. Everything starts there. Once that is worked on and you give that attention, there's a different piece of doors that open up for you. Your, your sight is different. Your frequency is different. Your energy is different. Everything is different. Clear your trash bin for 220. Got to clear it. You got to say, it's over. I'm done with that. Move on. Whatever that pain is, you have to face it, move on. Whatever whatever failures you dealt with, whatever shortcomings, whatever expectations wasn't met, you accept it, move on. 220 is here. It's actually here. So a lot of folks is behind an eight ball right now. It's here. And, and if you're not making a mental prep and making a, the hard decisions to improve your life, to birth your dreams, to 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 feed the dream that you already have to be able to take your game to the next level to make the income that you deserve not that you want the income you deserve the income you deserve from working hard and sacrificing what changes do you need to make get back to leadership get back to self-love get back to self-deserving get back to self-respect get back to self-clarity get clear have courage get consistent Get back. And, and here's the here's the big piece, Michelle. Surrounding yourself around energy that actually authentically want to see you win. That's not always easy. It's a lonely road sometimes. It's very lonely. Very. And, and you could be in a marriage. You got all the brothers and sisters in the world. That don't mean that everybody is on your frequency. That don't mean everybody see what you see. And that's okay. That's okay. It is your job to be proactive, to position yourself, to be around individuals that feed you, nurture you, support your initiatives, your growth, even your struggle. Because we all struggle from time to time with different things at different levels, at different stages. So what do you do? Do you just accept it or get proactive? Get proactive. So, yeah.
I know I'm kind of moving. No, I'm, you all, and I gotta say this right now. First of all, you you are you're doing so much right now, and you're so intentional. <laughs> um, your language <laughs> is so intentional, and it's because of the investment that you have made in yourself from years and years of reading, and 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 studying, and and the doing the work that you're just right. a natural um, person, a naturally intentional person. And so I just got to say something real quick because uh, at one point I served as your administrative assistant. So I got to take administrative rights right here and <laughs> let everybody know that there is a live event coming because I know you can already tell that Mr. James has so much to share. And so we y'all get ready because we're going to have a live event and maybe in several different cities. We got to spread this message around and around. And we're going to talk about the book um, that's coming out and we're going to talk about all those things. But just pay attention. Mark my words, as they say, pay attention because you are going to know Sharif James. That is going to be a household name for for the entire world. I do want to ask. What'd you say? I appreciate that. I receive. I receive. Of course, of and course. I echo that. And she's absolutely right. Mr. James is on a new mission. This is not even about me. It's about what needs to be done before I get my date, before the Lord calls for me. We all got a date. We all getting closer to that date. Yes. Sometimes we forget that. Yes. We're wasting time. We're wasting time. It is time to embrace, accept the challenge. It is time to say yes to what you see, what you feel, what you know, and more importantly, we trust yourself. That's huge, Michelle. Sometimes we don't trust ourselves. We lose trust. We lose trust in ourselves. We gotta re-trust ourselves. And it is okay. It is okay to get back up and give it another shot. Until you stop breathing, until you don't have oxygen no more, until you can't move and do nothing, Yo, game on. Clock still running. Word. Game on. Period. So yeah, we 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 gonna get busy, Michelle. Right? We we gonna we gonna, we we got some stuff that we working on, and it'd be a new phase, a new chapter. And I'm excited, Michelle. I'm excited about everything we've been talking about behind the scenes, and we just gonna have new value, new products for those that followed us and those that believe in not just me, but just the movement and what we stood for. And we're just going to be able to give you guys some greater value. That's going to make a difference in your life, your bottom line, and just add to your growth. That's our mission. We want to add to your growth, period. Yeah, so to All right. That, to that point, what do you believe is your core message to the world? You know about your experience and you shared about that. Um, but and, and so what do you believe your purpose is and your core message is um, for this world and also talk about some of those life lessons that you wanted to discuss. Right. Well, I, my message is, <laughs> it's so universal because there's so many different messages, but the bottom line is I want to be an individual that as you come in contact with me, come in contact with any of my brand extensions that I represent an individual despite the bottom, despite the dirt, despite being counted out, that it is still possible that you don't have to have the traditional blueprint and um, don't knock traditional education, college, and none of that. I think, you know, each is own. I think that strategically, if you leverage your degree, you know, just be smart about it. But despite, if you don't have that, if, you, if, you, if you're not dealing with a supportive system, 
that you can still have success. You still can be a person that brings value to this earth, live out your dreams and be happy. And I'm not saying that I have a perfect life. I still have my challenges. I still deal with uh, uh, issues just like everyone else. But at the end of the day, my message is don't give up. Do not give up. Continue to be committed to your process. Do not do not allow your negative experiences um, to give feed doubt in your brain that compromise your action. I'm going to say it again. Do not allow doubt in your brain to compromise your action. You will always have doubt at times. You will always feel fear. You will always have moments where you question yourself. You will have those moments. You will. Get the data. Get on your knees. You get back up. You get to work and you go for it. Now, I'm a guy. I'm, a, I'm an analytical. I'm about numbers. So I always try to pay attention to what the numbers say. What is the numbers? Me and my wife go battle this all the time. Um, she's more leaning 80% faith. I like to be 50 faith and 50 numbers. <laughs> and I, that's me. I'm like, look, what the numbers say, this, thing, this ain't a go. Yeah, one influences but, the other. One gives you insight into the other. Absolutely. So I, I say that because a lot of times um, I think we move and we, we, we take risk and we jump out there without evaluating the cost, the real cost that's associated with the risk, not understand what are the real sacrifices that's necessary on your part individually to position yourself to fully maximize a particular opportunity. It's very important. And you come up short. If you miscalculate, you just come up short. So you getting the numbers, really getting drilling down and, and, and finding a way to find actual numbers to uh, your business, to uh, a plan, a project, um, just your life, your, your household, and just really looking at where the numbers are and asking yourself, where do you need to be and what are the ideas to compensate for these numbers that's missing if they're missing. But filling the numbers, and numbers are very, very, very important. They tell a story. They tell a story. But yeah, Michelle, just to be able to be a person that's saying, hey, you know, despite the challenges and despite um, the hardship, and I will be honest, um, I choose in a book and at another time I would get a little more in depth of the challenges I've been through as a young man and some of the things I face. Um, and so it will resonate with some people that might can relate and hopefully give them the encouragement to move forward and to keep going and to and fight, fight for their vision, fight for their dream, fight for their family, fight for themselves, fight for their, com their communities to continue to fight. That's the message. Continue to fight. Continue to fight. So, um, oh my God, there's so much more I want to talk about, but, uh, and there's so many different questions that I want to ask. Um, and I do want to, um, mention this real quick. I so agree with what you said about looking at, um, not just the, the idea, but what are the numbers and how is it going to make sense for you? I remember calling you not too long ago. Um, actually more about 
about two years ago and I had this um, multi-level marketing uh, <laughs> opportunity and I, was, I called you so excited about it. I'm like, yep, I'm going to sell this. And then after I add this person on, it's going to get me this much money and yada, yada, yada. And so you were like, uh, okay, you, you, first you, you started off strong, like, okay, that's exciting. I'm happy for you. Right. You got an idea, but right. what, what what are the numbers like exactly and how are you going to market yourself and how are you going to build a team and how are you going to do this and that all these things that I didn't even think about right. but I was just so excited and I just wanted to go for it. and you bring up a great point a lot of times we have great ideas um, but we need that mentor to help us be able to um, see past the things that you know we may not be thinking about Right. And, and just to add to that, the clarity of process, what's the actual process that you need to develop on an individual level? What are you, what's the process? Are, are you replicating a business that's proven itself already? And if this proven itself, what is the clear cut blueprint that you can follow? I'm not always a fan of that because I think everyone, everyone's situation is different. Yeah. So you can never just follow a blueprint without doing assessment on you. Even when I coach individuals or clients, when I have clients, I understand that the proposal that I sent one client, I can't cookie cutter to put so much until I understand this person's situation. You got to understand the situation. You need to know where you stand mentally, where you stand physically. You need to know where you stand financially and more importantly in your household, where's the support level. And if all those check boxes come back never, Negative, that doesn't mean it's a no-go. That means that the strategy is different. I'm going to say it again. If every if you check, I ain't got no money. Ain't nobody in my household trying to hear what I'm talking about. Right. I don't got no contacts. I don't know where to start. That don't mean it's not a go. That means that the action is different to get where you need to go. We got YouTube and Google University now. Right. There's no excuses. Right. Everything is in a search bar way now. Yeah. There's no excuses at all. With technology and that phone and access to billions of people on the phone, I tell people right now, Michelle, you don't have a money issue. You have a value creation issue. Mm -hmm. You have a consistency issue. You have a self-doubt issue. There's a trillion dollars going through the system every day. It's just not hitting your bank account. The money ain't the problem. The money flowing every single day. But until you create value, until you create consistency, until you create a level of integrity, until you proven yourself. I came, I was dealing with this concept. You gotta be, you gotta not only be battle tested, we wanna know could you be broken? Because if you can't, if you could be broken, you can't break barriers. So you got to be proven in order for the market to continue to feed you. They spending the money already, Michelle. Yeah. The market opened up at now. People spending money right now. The question is, what are you doing to create more value? What investment are you making to position yourself to make a unique value proposition, an offer that people say? Not only that, I like what you're doing. I like your story. I like, I love that you're consistent. I'm on board. Let me get that. How much? Right. That works for me. You solve my problem. Mm -hmm. What problems are you solving? Mm -hmm. 
Are you solving people's problems or are you becoming a problem? So I, I only speak to that because at the end of the day, we all can use a few more dollars. We all try on a road to riches. We all on a road are trying to, you know, those that's on this podcast, obviously are individuals that's looking to do better, want more, want the information, want to be connected to positive energy, want their frequency, frequency to go up. They want doors to open. So they open for the information. But information is not always the issue. It's the execution and the application of the information. Information is there. Every time, you know, many times people look at YouTube and they're still in the same situation. So, so this is about 220. And again, I'm going to go, I'm going to say it again clean the trash bin, do a dump, get that stuff out of you, do what you have to do, make that investment, evaluate your idea, get to the numbers, evaluate the numbers, make sure they work. And the best thing you can do, Michelle, is find an individual that's been there before that will be willing to share with you data so you can cut that curve down. Just like if you was building a house and somebody gave you the blueprints, you still don't know the cost of material. You still don't know what the cost of the labor is. Somebody needs to share that with you because if you don't know, the learning curve is going to take you out. It's going to take you out. Same thing in business. Got to know your numbers. Okay, let's keep going. So how do you, Mr. James, measure success? Mm. I measure success by your ongoing value and the impact you make on people, period. Your consistency and value. You're, you're the, creating the longest impact over time. That's how you're and, and And success is a byproduct of creating value, ongoing value. It's a byproduct. It's not even what you... You shouldn't even want to aim to be successful. You want to aim to be a person of value and worth. A person that is needed and then that breeds success if that makes sense if you are listening right now just raise your hand if this is the first time in your life that you have ever heard that success is measuring success by creating value over time like i i've been living 33 years i never heard it put like that so, right. many times, <laughs> so many times we think about success as how much money you have or no. the type of family no. structure that you're putting together. or I mean, And there can be variations of that, right? Your, your health and sure. this and that. But that creating value over time piece. Over time. Absolutely. Because you got to be battle tested. Mm. You have to be tested yeah. to know that you deserve to consistency of wealth, the flow of wealth. Mm. Like you can't be a person that just got your hand out, me, 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 I, I, I. The world is too big, you too small, your brain is too small. You just thinking about yourself. Mm. It doesn't work that way. The universe don't respond to that. So you got, your, your, your bank account is always gonna reflect that to a degree because it's only you. And not for nothing, Michelle, we kind of been conditioned to live in this I world, iPhones, I this, I that, individualism. So the fact that we operate from that space, we don't always work in a collective effort to take on opportunities or projects that yield a great return that really impact generations. Watch this. Let me give you an analogy. The lion. I'm talking about the third lion. The lioness or the lion. Sees an elephant. He's by himself and he hungry. I'm talking about he ain't ate in four days. And it's time for me and the Cubs is hungry. 
he understands that he cannot attack that elephant by itself because he needs the sub lions to get in to take it down. I say that to say this, there's big opportunities out there like the elephant. And if you the lion, you gotta learn to work with other lions to take down opportunities that feed your families and feed you, feed your soul, feed your creativity gene that you have. And it's a lot of times we just wanna be creative. And the elephant's so big, they don't fight. Right. It's when they go after that little, little prey and they kill each other over. Because it's too small of an opportunity. We have to start thinking bigger, Michelle. We have to. We ha it's not, it's all right to think big. It's all right to have big visions. However, however, you still gotta start small. And I, and I share this when I do my coaching. What is your McDonald's fries? What does that mean? Yeah, McDonald's is one of the, huh? I say yes, tell us. Okay, absolutely. So you can go anywhere on the planet and the McDonald's fries is the same. You can look anywhere you can go across this country and when you see that sign, if you eat McDonald's, you got the taste start coming in your mouth when you see the M, is that correct? Yes, that golden arch. That's a brand. So the question is, in what you do regarding business, what is the fry, what is the McDonald's taste in your business? What is that very one thing that people can count on, no matter what? Even if you change a few things up, there's something that has to be consistent with you. What is your brand promise? What is it that you promise no matter what, where you are, any time of the day, it's the same. That's what separates you. That's what makes a difference. That's what breeds success. Wow. So what are you intentional about in this season? Because I know we wanted to talk about, you know, some, some new things or even just some, like, where are you at in this season of your life? Um, in terms of making certain decisions now that you have seen success and now you're trying right. to build your brand um, in a different direction. What are you being intentional about now? Um, selecting, and you know, I'm, we talked about this a lot, Michelle, even I think we went out of the country. Where, where was we? We went we away in that trip. Mexico. It was in Mexico. We went out in the group. We had a great time and we had a, I think like a, a VIP leadership, like bottom fire kind yes. of conversation. Yes. It's a very powerful conversation. I remember that clear as day. Mm -hmm. um, to answer your question, I think what's big for me now, Michelle, is never losing sight of my my vision dis despite the hits of life and and what i mean by that is sometimes we can ha get hit with discouragement mm -hmm. because things are not working out the way you expected them to mm -hmm. and and it's not happening um in your timeline and we all know god timeline is different than our timeline that's so why you got to get on his timeline and try to ask for that divine wisdom so things can make sense as they unfold but for me is being able to hold fast to my vision and more importantly, select the right people on the journey. And I believe 70, 80% of your success is being able to work with and commit to the right people. There's a book called um, Good to Great. And it was an, uh, an example on there. I think I live with it today. At least I try to practice it. And it said, it's, it's better if you was on a bus and you had um, an unlimited budget, Michelle, and you had the best laid plans and plans were like, you know, 50 pages long, 100 pages. It, it, it's better to have half a plan 
and zero dollars, very little budget, and have the right people on the bus because the right people is going to figure it out versus having wrong people with you on your journey and you got all the money in the world. You got the best plans, all the resources, but the wrong people going to derail you. The wrong people going to sabotage you. The wrong people going to steal from you. The wrong people going to compromise your brand because they're the wrong people. So you have to have and pray for discernment and clearly size people up. Test them very fast. Test them. You got to test their character. You got to make sure they're authentic. And it don't mean that you don't work with them. It means that you position them right. Everybody don't deserve to be close to you. Everybody don't deserve to have access to you. Everybody don't deserve your ideas. Everybody don't deserve or not worthy to be able to leverage your resources because their intentions are not right. Their experience is not right. So for me is being a person that love to help, love to share, I still got to be careful and gatekeep myself. Got to gatekeep myself. Because, you know, as you move, you're attractive out here. You know, as you grow and you do things, you're making things happen. People want to work with you. People want to do business with you. People want to collaborate. You still got to better sift through that and just make sure that it aligns right and that their values align with your values, period. I love that. That's foundation. Yes. Everything else works out from there. Yes, yes, yes. So I know that we're coming towards the end of our show, and it sounds like we need to do a part two because I know you have so much more in you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Please, please, please. Um, you Well, there is a pop quiz, which I'm going to um, ask first, and then just be prepared to tell people where to find you, how can we connect with you um, either on social media or even for coaching purposes, um, and how can we find out more about the different products that you have, the book, um, how to book you for different engagements, all that stuff. But sure. first. Sure. But first, the pop quiz. Okay. So, okay. And you, um, the way this works is you just say what comes to mind. So in three words or less, describe growth. Commitment. Mm-hmm. Commitment. You committed to the right thing. You grow. Love Commitment. That. Love that. Um, what does progress look like for you? Um, being able to measure the milestones and hit them, hit those targets, despite the turbulence that's in the air, mm. still land that plane. Love that. And what is one thing people can do to live an intentional, purposeful life starting today? Make the decision to decide. And not only decide, Michelle, but be committed to that decision. Let that be a value. Let it be a part of your conversation every day and just making sure that you also in a circle of individuals that have the same conversation. But more importantly, they walk in the walk. They put in the work in. They, they become inspirational. Iron sharpen iron. Part of success is environment. Putting yourself in an environment that supports your initiatives and your intention. Period. Well, one thing I know is that this episode right here is like one of those episodes that I'm going to run again and again and again and again, because so many people need to hear 
the nuggets of wisdom that um, you dropped. I, the entire time, I, this is the most quiet I've ever been on the episode because I'm <laughs> I'm sitting here as a student. I'm learning. I'm taking notes. I'm getting it down. I'm even writing down names of people who I'm going to tag in this episode <laughs> because I it's just, listen. And when you love somebody, when you have people in your life that you just want so badly to 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 grow and and not and not just like I don't mean that. I mean you want them to get this too. Um, and that's, right. that was one of the reasons why I started this podcast because I started doing some self-development and reading books. And really, now that I think about it, it was uh, in the example of you. You showed me all of those things. And so I started, you know, just listening to Lisa Nichols and reading her book. Right. Just doing yeah. a lot of self-development. And I said to myself, wait a minute, this kind of stuff needs to be more promoted it's for the masses right. and so Absolutely. i said and it just dropped in my spirit like hmm podcast i was listening to podcasts just every day driving to work getting all good good information and i'm like but then i started getting deposits and daily things jumping inside of me and i would post them on facebook and i'm like yo whatever but then <laughs> there was just like a, a rush and i know people were like michelle came out with a podcast listen and, and you said this Sometimes you just got to, when you get something and you, you know what you want to do, you just got to go for it and start. Absolutely. And, and Absolutely. you learn along the way. You learn, you get bumps and bruises and you, like even today, getting on this call, we had some challenges for whatever reason, but that didn't stop us. And that, and that's the thing, like we are those type of people and there, I'm sure there's so many more listening who are not going to allow the I don't knows and the doubts and different things like that to stop us because it's Absolutely. so much bigger and so much greater than um, our current situation. We want to be able to connect with people who are in the same frequency as us. We want to be able to grow. We want to be able to move in in the the ideas that are daily deposits for us. Like I know I'm not the only person who gets daily deposits. Right. <laughs> right. And right. Then, or just like you have a dream and a vision that you really want to bring to pass, but you got obstacle after obstacle, you right. got hurdle after hurdle, but your message, if, if nobody hears anything else today, your core message is do not stop despite the hurdles, despite the, the uh, optical obstacles. Right. Yo, you are here living, breathing, not just right. to exist, right? to live. Absolutely, absolutely. And allowing your life to live to its fullest potential and, and knowing that, like, you got to do the research and understand that when you, when you end up in your mother's stomach, there actually is a purpose on your life. And let me just say this real quick, and this is going to be another conversation. I'm going to be excited about talking about it. I'm not the guy, Michelle... A lot of people is like, I think it's the wrong question when you're like, well, what's my purpose? I think that's the wrong question. Yeah. I think the right question is, what's my assignment on earth? And the reason why I say that, because when God created us, we are co-creators of the master creator. So you are here to create. The real question is, what are you creating? You are here to produce. What are you producing? It's like a, it's like a cop or fireman. He knows he's there to put out a fire. He's looking for the call and the address. That's it. He knows he's here to put out. He's looking for the address. So which, what is it? The thing that's in you, where do you point it is the question. That gift, that thing you do well, that Dennis Kimbrough said something a long time ago. What is it that you do well that come hard to others? That's the starting point question. 
What is it that you do really, really, really well that can hard to others? That's that thing that's special. Got to cultivate it, put some economics around it, put some traction around it. People pay for energy, value, and consistency. And if it solves their problem, money unlocks. Simple. It's not that hard. Mm. It's really, it's hard, but it ain't that hard when you understand the principles and you apply them. So yes, Michelle, absolutely love. I'm glad that you allow uh, the idea to not just sit in you and uh, uh, just be on a sideline. You execute it. You are allowing yourself to be a vessel and a bridge to pump encouragement, insight, information into those that need it and those that want it. You are creating value now. That's what you're doing. And that breeds prosperity, success, as well as opportunity. And not only that, you're living in alignment with why you're here. You're creating. That's what you're doing now. You're creating that platform that allows others to be able to say, you know what, Michelle, thank you. That podcast, that interviewer, or your message particular has actually pivoted my life. Like I'm making a left turn. I was on a wrong road. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got to pivot. Like I got to make a hard left. Sometimes you have to do that because you're just on a wrong road. And, and platforms like this is so needed, so valuable. And thank you for doing it from an authentic place and a place that you really want to see people do better. And uh, it's, it's just awesome. So, yes, I encourage it. Everyone share it. I'm going to share it. Let's promote it and let's keep this thing going. Yes, yes. So, listen, where... First of all, no, I, I can't even just slide into that. Thank you. I, okay. <laughs> I got to say thank you first. Not, no doubt. No doubt. I really do. I appreciate that. And it is from an authentic place. Like, I'm not trying to be no nothing. Listen, if I wanted to be something, I could be something with my degrees. This is something that is... I don't have no degree in this. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, I can't right. learn this. But this, that's the thing. You don't need a degree no, being you. No. The world, the world embraces the you. If you you put you out there in what you do. It's seven billion people on the earth. There's a piece of people that love you, that would appreciate you, and even willing to support you monetary to so you can stay doing it. They would love to give you the money just so you can stay alive because you make a difference. <laughs> You're special to them. You want to become special. You are special. Let's go. So go ahead. What's that question, love? I'm sorry. It's not even a question. Yeah, the question excited. is, because everybody want to know right now. Okay, go ahead. Go, let's go. How can they get in touch with you? How can right. we find you? How can we connect with you? How can you become our coach? Like what, sure. how can we find you? And then the other thing is please, please, please list um, any products, platforms, um, anything that we can um, take advantage of, if not right now in the near future um, so that we can stay connected to you. I appreciate that. Appreciate you even opening the door for that conversation and dialogue to happen. So real quickly, Michelle, um, you don't even know this. You might. Um, 211 Warren Street has went to a complete renovation on the first level. Um, that's our original office. We still have the office, 211 Warren Street. A lot of you guys have been there, in maybe North heard of it, but that that's in Newark. That's our headquarters downtown, NJIT area, the um, University District, University Heights District. I say that to say this. I will be holding um, classes there, master classes, coaching classes, and group sessions um, starting in 2020, there would be specific subjects um, dealing with um, primary business, um, business and life. I think business and life go together. 
Um, life is in review. Life coffee, business coach. No, life and business go together. I'm both. You're not going to get business from me and not get life. And you're not going to get life with me without business. I don't believe they should be separated. I believe they go together. So that's what I'm going to give you. Um, therefore, I would be doing maybe probably two a quarter. I would be having information, a link where folks can sign up, um, click into the subjects of their interests. Um, and they can participate in a very narrow, very, uh, I would say, intimate setting that deals with a straight laser focus on some hardcore teachings relative to their path. So before you even sign up for the coach, Michelle, there would be an assessment to make sure that it's valuable and it's what you need, not what you just want. Um, that's number one. Far as speaking is concerned, uh, we'll be rolling out uh, my specific subjects. I would be doing probably maybe four to six keynotes out of the calendar year due to my schedule, uh, maybe once a quarter. And we're going to talk about that too, exactly what the structures of the speaking and what type of speaking with the subjects of, of um, that I'll be focused on and what type of events that would um, suit my path and direction. Every event and I'm going to be teaching this. Every event doesn't align with you. Every opportunity doesn't align with you. Um, and I'll probably, you know, be very selective in, in terms of where and how. And that would be strategic because I want my message to be completely centered to the right audience. And that's going to be very important. Every check is not always good to just take a check just to talk, um, if that makes sense. Right. So far as getting in contact with me, um, my name Sharif James. At Sharif James, S H A R I F F James at Instagram, and then same thing on Facebook. And you can reach out, hit me in a um, DM, hit me on Facebook and inbox, and we can communicate and we can talk about one on one. I will be doing one on ones, but I'm only taking on one client per quarter due to my schedule and a lot of things I got going on. And I want to be able to give that client top notch service and dedication. And um, we'll do a, what we call the flush out to really kind of narrow down, drill down into what your core needs are, what your pain points are, what are you trying to do, um, what's the gap, what's the gap between where you are and where you're trying to go and do an assessment and develop a strategy that's realistic for you and your situation so you can hit those goals, hit those targets, hit those milestones, and more important, live a richer life, a much fulfilling life, and live on purpose. And that's what I'm committed to do. But I'm doing that one client per quarter is... Right now, it's at least my model, unless that changes because of demand or something. I don't, know. I don't know. But yeah, that's it. Sharif James, at Sharif James, holla, hit me up. Um, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Again, Michelle, I so encourage you to keep going. You know, I've been in this place for a minute in terms of wanting to see you win, see you grow. And um, yes, God is using you and you allowing it. And as you can see, when you allow it, uh, the courage, the ideas come, and a new path opens up. Sure. Like just like it's like a new windpipe. You know what I'm saying? You just could like just like it's just a beautiful thing. So yeah, absolutely. So guys, listen up. Let's um, we are wrapping up this episode, but please, 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 right now, do it right now. Go into your Instagram, go onto your Facebook, and type in at Sharif James. That's S H A R I F F 
J-A-M-E-S, Sharif James. Please just send him a message. If you're listening to this right now, just send him a DM like, you know, letting him know your review of the show. Um, Go on to our platform, Progress on Purpose Podcast. That's all one word. And let us know. Give us a review of this show. Also, on your listening platform, whether you are on iHeartRadio, whether you are on um Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Play. Please, please, please give us a review. This is an episode that cannot stay to ourselves, but it must be shared. So hit that share button and continue to connect with us, as I've already said. Um, we are wrapping up this episode, but please, 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 please come back again. Um, stay connected, subscribe, all that. I'm rambling because I, this episode just got me all over the place. <laughs> it was all that. Um, but until next time, please continue to live on purpose. Love you and take care.